Hello and welcome to Went to Kings Man the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. Uh, now this midweek Chelsea had a Conti Cup quarter final, um, obviously entering the competition uh, as they play in the Champions League, missing the group stage. Um, drawn against Championship side Sunderland, who uh, made it through to the quarterfinals thanks to Aston Villa, um, using an illegible player uh, in their win against them, meaning that they. Did they get three points? They must have got three points. Uh, and Man United were knocked out of the Conti Cup. Uh, despite them getting a tougher group than in the Champions League, potentially, uh, Man United couldn't make it out, uh, which was a shame. Uh, it meant Chelsea faced Sunderland. Um, Hayes using the opportunity to rotate her squad uh, and Chelsea avoiding any potential upsets, running out comfortable 5-0 winners. Uh, attention then turns to Crystal Palace this Sunday in the FA Cup. Uh, and so the title of tonight's episode, number 120, uh, is Cup Fever. Uh, and it's not just me, your host, Dean. Uh, I am joined. Uh, now, sit down for this one. Uh, not one, but two of my co-hosts who have been missing for some while, although they do have, um, as excuses go, uh, one of the very top ones you could use um, for missing the shows, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I will say hello to uh, to Jane Chapel, Jane. Hello, welcome back. Hello, it's nice to be back. I can't actually remember the last time we I, I was back, but I think the last time I was back, we all, all three of us ended up doing it together, if I remember rightly. But it is it is nice to be back finally. Yeah, I know me and Dane did a few without you because of work. Uh, then you obviously both went off. Uh, but yeah, it's been a while, but luckily we've got some new friends. Um been busy making friends, uh, so we've been doing some shows, uh, and also, of course, uh, the show wouldn't be complete without Mr. Dane Whittle. Dane, uh, good to see you, mate. Yeah, you have made some new friends, haven't you? You've, uh, I thought me and Jane was your only friends in the world, although you're related to Jane, and uh, that doesn't count. Uh, that, that, that group of ours is has been expanding quite quite rapidly. So yeah, I don't think you've actually missed us, but you've had some good guests on there. Who's a uh, been very good. I've listened to a few shows, and uh, everyone, everyone, everyone like like the fan cast, which was the same sort of road you wanted to go down with with guests and and people with their own personalities and all that. Yeah, it's it's starting to build, and it is it is. We'll be lucky to get on Jane, me and you anymore now. I think. Well, some 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 like cast members are untouchable. Yourself and Jane are those two. But whenever you're available, <laughs> you're straight in the team, uh, which is no disrespect. Uh, to the rest of the went to Mokin's Mother's squad, uh, but that's the way we roll. Uh, obviously, the idea was to have um, us three and someone with us every week to talk about the matches. Uh, tonight, just us three. Um, and before we get into um, everything, um, David, well, if you want to just sort of break down why you've been away, because we sort of haven't sort of published this information anywhere. Yeah, in in November, my youngest son. Uh, got run over. He was in quite a bad way. Uh, fractured skull, fractured eye sockets, uh, bleeding on the brain, broken nose. So it was a bit of obviously a a worrying time. Comatosed for quite a few days, and I don't know if people know. And hopefully Jane doesn't mind me saying, but Jane is uh in a relationship with with said son. Uh, they've been for quite a while, so it's not as if it's new new news to us or me or Dean or or anyone who knows them. Uh, so she she was obviously living exactly the same 
ordeal you know she came straight down when it happened and it was just a just a tough time I think for everyone especially when doctors and nurses being doctors and nurses they don't flower it up for you they literally give it to you straight and it was a worrying time and so they sort of said how it could be uh luckily like most of his life he's a quick very quick at recovery he's uh He's always been one who's never moaned, sort of always got on with it. You know, he's he's been through a few things in his short life, broken his arm and and, and instances that, that just make you think out of all of them. If it had to happen to one, then you don't want to wish it on, on him, but he was the one who would have sort of got on with it and recovered. So the good news is he is he is completely probably already on mended, if that's if that's correct, you know, the hospital hardly don't really want to see him anymore. All the fractures have practically cleared. Uh, the bleeding in the brain has gone. He's back to work and he's back to enjoying his life. He's back to spending more time with Jane. Uh, so, yeah, it's they don't like to say things like miracle, but, you know, the way they were talking to us was, yeah, it was literally, it was literally that. Yeah, obviously... Uh, at the time, a very difficult. I know we say the show's a family; it literally almost is. Um, if Jane gets married, it makes it official. <laughs> you know, but it, it was a tough time for everybody, more so for Dane and Jane than obviously myself. Um, but Jane it makes you quickly realise that you know things like this are not very important, and your know, health and well-being are. Um, you know, but obviously, you've been back to the football um, already at King's Meadow. Um, and as, as Dane said, a, a bit of a miracle. And I was going to say, if anything, is a bit more annoying now, which is probably why the doctors um, have discharged him. But uh, <laughs> as Dane said, back back to his usual self, which you know, we love to we love to see. I don't know. Jane might be a little bit <laughs> questionable about it. Yeah, it's nice that he's back to normal. Like Dean said, I think he is more annoying as before. I think his excuse <laughs> is that he had four days of no annoyingness, so it was. He's got to make up for it. Um, but no, it's nice to sort of him be back to normal. He's back to work. We've gone back to football together as well. And it was nice to know we could sort of push the podcast to one side and not have to worry about it too much. Christine had some other people to help step in and cover for us But whilst we was away. Yeah, well, it's good to have you both back and obviously even back to his uh, usual self as well. Um, and just thank you to everyone that reached out when we tweeted out in November, you know, that we weren't doing the shows for the week uh, to make sure everything was okay. It's much appreciated. Uh, I know uh, Dane and Jane uh, both uh, would, you know, want me to pass your thanks on as well. Um, so, yeah. Um, on the show tonight, then, uh, we're going to look at that 5 0 win over Sunderland in part one. Uh, and in part two, we're going to look ahead to Crystal Palace uh, in the FA Cup this Sunday. And uh, remember, you can listen to the show live on Mixler whenever we do decide to go live. Um, so head to mixlr.com and search for Smoking Meadow. Uh, you can join in the show by posting it on the live chat page, as David already has uh, this evening. Good evening, David. Uh, so you know, get your comments in, and we'll try and include them uh, in the show. Um, and remember, if you are listening to Went Smoking Meadow on the Went Smoking Meadow platform, so not on the Chelsea Fancast, please do leave us uh, a nice five star review as it helps other people find. Uh, the show, especially as women's football is growing in its own entity uh, now as well. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get into all the action straight after this.
now Chelsea lining up for the visit of Sunderland in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Saturi Muzovic in goal. The back four is Sherkin Nifskin, Khadija Buchanan, Mara Mielda and Yves Perisse. Uh, Sophie Ingle captain the side alongside Yelena Chankovic in midfield. And Aggie Beaver-Jones, Frank Kirby and Michael Hermano on a debut supporting Mia Fischel in attack. Uh, Emma Hayes didn't use any subs. Uh, and I don't know if that's because the sport official wasn't there um, or she just didn't want to. But she didn't make any subs and that left Hannah Hampton... Jess Carter, Lauren James, Guru Wright and uh, Ashley Lawrence. Johanna Ritten, Cameron, Neve Charles, Aaron Cuthbert and Myra Ramirez as unused subs. Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea with 78% possession. 22 shots, 10 on target, 4 corners and 11 fouls. Two Sunderlands, 22% uh, possession, 8 shots, 3 on target, 2 corners and 3 fouls. Um, Jane, for me, you know, not making any subs seems as though Emma has decided pretty much on an A and a B team. Is that a feeling you're getting as well? Yeah, I think it shows, it shows obviously we have a big enough squad to do that in a game and for them to play 90 minutes and not be sort of concerned that, oh my God, we've got another game Sunday, who are we going to play? Um, I think a few of the players that we had play on Wednesday will maybe come on as a sub. But it's nice to know that Emma can rotate the squad and not be too too concerned about what's going on and who we've got playing. And it's not a massive concern for us at the minute. No, Dane, I mean, usually, you know, Emma does like to rotate the squad um, when she can. This year seems to be less so. I think she's more settled on her back four, um, more settled on that midfield duo. You know, and, and the attack is sort of picking itself at the minute, um, injuries aside. Um you know, those players that started this game, you know, how difficult is it for them to break into that, that A side as we're going to see it? I think with, with with Emma, she does give you a chance and it's up to you to really perform to stay in. Uh, it's funny that she seems to be adapting her strict stance in her final season. <laughs> you know, it, it's... Uh, I remember you did a tweet a few weeks ago regarding the goalkeeper... Uh, you made like a quite a sarcastic comment because Hannah was playing, and then well, we'll see Musovic next week. Then it was it wasn't that wording, but it was based on that on her inconsistencies with the goalies and something we'll never understand what her thought process is behind. But you know, if I if I pick out one example, Mia Fischel as someone who was a big money signing, and if you're classing her as sort of like being in the B team, she had a lot of chances in in midweek. And she didn't score. So then you're not going to get a chance for the first thing, are you? It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Uh, Lauren is playing brilliantly well. I think Kirby's in and out. Uh, she would be one that will, could easily start again on on, on Sunday. Uh, but you really have to perform. Uh, and... As I said, she she has given players chances in the past and you have to perform at a high level to stay in there. Yeah, I mean, Jane, probably the, the one position that sort of is up for grabs is, you know, who starts up front with Sam Kerr's injury. You know, Ramirez is a new signing, new to you know, England. Um, Mia Fisher obviously having the advantage of speaking English. Um, but as Dane said, not on the score sheet. I know she got an assist, but you want your striker scoring goals and Ramirez has looked pretty good. Um, was it concerning that she didn't get on the score sheet for you? Um, well, yes, because I had a play predictor this week and she didn't score. We're quite competitive with play predictor at the minute and it seems to be whoever I put to score doesn't score. 
So every time I seem to put Mia, she doesn't score. So I've given up putting her in hope she's going to score now. Um, but I think because we've got a big enough squad to rotate up front, it sort of it is concerning when a striker isn't scoring. But I feel like it's not it's not necessary. We've got enough other players to score the goals for us. Obviously, Nuskin scored first this week, which I was sort of shocked to see because I didn't expect her to score first with the strikers that we had to start in. Yeah, and Nuskin uh, playing at right back, Dane. Um, and I know, you know, full disclosure that Jane was working late and uh, Dane was uh, working and then was watching Chelsea men. Um, so I've only sort of captured the highlights of the game, but playing at, you know, at, at right back, sort of out of position. Uh, turns up with with two goals. Um, she just seems one of those players, and I compare her to Jesse Fleming in terms of when she plays as a number ten. But when she plays elsewhere, she's reminded me of you know Marcus Alonso that just seems to produce something for Chelsea when they need it. Yeah, well, she started the season really on fire, didn't we? And I thought she was going to be that sort of goal scoring midfielder that maybe we didn't have. You know, the uh, the old cliche Lampard sort of player. Uh, not that we, we we were crying out for one because we had goals coming from all over all over the field, plus the, the strikers would always put in their fair share. And she went a bit dry in recent weeks, but it shows her adaptability. You know, again, Emma has seen that she can do a job at right back. Maybe it was because it was against a lesser opponent uh, with no disrespect. And I don't know if that would have been the case if if we were playing a bigger and better team, but you made an example of Jesse Fleming, who we did see play a few times on the right side as well uh, when needed to do a job. So again, it just goes to show, I just want to go back to me official. The, again, it's it, in the back of our, all of our minds is the fact that it's Emma Hayes' last season. And it's, it's instances like this because she does usually ease players in over a season before. I mean, it's like, right, this is your second season now. So let's see. About 80% of her signings are really eased in that first season. Uh, so I suppose that was the worry of then what comes after that. Uh, I suppose it's just still so much ifs and buts because it is Emma Hayes' last season. But going back to Nuskin, yeah, I've been... She's a really good age. She's got a good engine. And I've been impressed with her to come in in her first season. So I'll contradict what I said about... Uh, being eased in because she was she was in straight away and in and out recently, but she's she's a very good player uh, and can show that she can do a job in 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 a few positions now. Yeah, and sort of having her there, she was able to sort of you probably wouldn't have seen it on the highlights, but she was able to tuck into midfield um, a bit like what they sort of do with Trent Alexander Arnold at Liverpool, where she sort of plays. They did it with Chilwell and James under Tuchel, didn't they? With- she was she was there quite a lot and obviously uh, two headers. Um she is quite a threat in the air. Um Jane, I know Chelsea obviously don't tend to lose many matches, but when you play against lower league opposition, there's always that, you know, potential banana skin, but I felt that they they really dealt with the game professionally. Um, you know, going back to the stats, you know, seventy eight possession, they didn't really give Sunderland the ball too much. And then for me, the big one that stands out is the fouls, you know, 11 to 3, you know, really stopping Sunderland's game whenever they got the opportunity to. And that for me is always the sign of a team that uh, is in control of the match when they can make that many fouls um, and really stop the opposition going. And, you know, 
to be fair to Sunderland, they had more shots on target than Everton did against us uh, the weekend before. Um, but yeah, sort of Chelsea two 0 at half time, three 0 just after. Really managed the game uh, really well, which was great to see. I think when we got drawn Sunderland, I sort of questioned it because I was like, they're sort of top of their league, I think, or they're near the top. So it was sort of a case of sort of how well are they playing and how well will they play against a big team like us. Um, but I sort of, I wasn't too concerned about it. I thought we had a good chance at having a good game and a good run out of it. Um, and I was, I wasn't, I did put 5-0 as a score prediction. So I feel like I've done well this week. You did get some points then. I did get some points. I am overall. I am bottom. It is a slow, <laughs> a slow build up. I've been bottom pretty much every week, but I am only eight points behind second to bottom. So I am getting there. Yeah, we'll get there. I would say I've got a long way to go till the top. I'm about forty points behind top, but I've got high expectations. <laughs> Yeah, your play predictor league, I think, is more important to you lot than the actual match. Um, <laughs> I know when I got home from work on Wednesday, I saw it was 4 0. I was like, right, I need one more goal because then I'll get more points for getting 5 0 right. And then we did get another goal. So I was like, yeah, perfect. The game can end now. Yeah, well, Sunday, someone had someone had 4 0 and someone had 3 0. So one of them was cheering when we didn't score. Uh, <laughs> someone was disappointed that they weren't for the 4 0. Uh, I don't know what your prize is at the end. It must be so amazing. Uh, it's it's like eighty quid. Well, I was going to say it pays for a season ticket, but it don't do that anymore, does it? <laughs> um, probably won't next year either. Um, Daniel, talking of banana skins, you need your sort of experienced players to sort of guide you through. And uh, Frank Kirby was was that player for us, I think, against Sunderland, two goals. Uh, late on, but really led the team from the front. And, you know, one of those players you're thinking, is it coming towards the end? And then she puts in a great performance and then you're questioning, do I know anything about football at all? Yeah, you do wonder again, sorry for mentioning Emma Hayes again, if if she is talking to the club and insisting that they, uh, they, they tie her down to at least another year or two, or she's already made plans, maybe she wants a change of scenery, maybe move abroad, you know, sometimes when you get a little bit older as a footballer, you know, moving abroad in the European heat and all that and, and, and different humidity can help your body, make you, uh, give you that second wind and, and make your career last longer. It's, it's, it's hard to second judge, you know, but she, yeah, she's a fantastic player. She's been a fantastic servant for, for us, for club and for country. Uh, Still got it, still very capable, still buzzes around, still causes trouble, could still score a goal as a leader. And again, I remember sort of having, I'm not comparing them, but I just remember having the sort of same conversations with Beth, about Bethany England when you sort of like, we was putting two and two together and trying to come up with four, then maybe coming up with five and six and thinking if, you know, she seemed like sometimes like the, the spare part and we, we, we expected so much, wished so much more for her. But with with Fran, it would it will be a sad day because it seems like we've gone through all so much together, uh, and it will be like someone again a bit bit over dramatic. But when 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 someone who's as much loved as 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 she is might leave, it will feel like a you know like a, a pip in the family to an extent. Or uh, and and it'll be, if it's the same way, maybe she wants to go with Emma. I don't know. We'll go out together, but. 
to answer your question, yeah, you know, I I believe she's still got it. I believe she can still command a place in the eleven, and I would be, I'd look to tie her down for another year or two. Yeah, Jane. I suppose it's it's how Fran feels in herself and in her in her body. I don't think she's one of these players now. At the age she is, that think she's got to play every week. Um, and I know she's just done her house. She's having her house renovated now uh, through Instagram, and she's sharing that. Uh, so either that's to sell or to enjoy. Um, you don't know these days. Um, but yeah, you know what we're we're seeing with her now is how great she is in the air. And Sam Kerr really has transferred that power uh, to her. Um, cross the ball in the box and Fran will score a header. Um, something new from Fran. Yeah, I feel like shortest player on the pitch, but she just seems to be in the box at the right time and seems to be able to jump really high. Um, I'm hoping, I don't know if her season uh, contract ends next season. Can't actually remember, but I'm hoping... I'm hoping oh, it was this got... year. Oh, it's not this year. I thought it was. I'm oh, sorry. I got that. That's oh, it might be this year. That is this year. I don't know. Oh, oh is it is this year. Well, I'm hoping that she does sign an extension, and we've got her for one more year. I feel like we we've not really had Fran back properly. I know it was a year ago. I want to say yesterday that she done a. She got injured at the West Ham away game, so she's only sort of. She's not had that much time to sort of come back fully. I think we've still got a Franz Kirby comeback season in there somewhere. And I'm just hoping it's sooner rather than later because I don't think we've got many years left of Fran playing, unfortunately. Who is out of contract, Dean? Do you know who's... Uh, I can I can tell you in two minutes. I know AKB's out of contract. Uh, Mielder's out of contract. Kirby's out of contract. Trying to think in the team. Uh, um, you've got Aslu, which she's on loan anyway. Berger's got a year to... She's got an option for an extra year. Um, Sam Kerr, Frank Kirby, Marami Elder, and Emily Orman and Rihanna Blades. Yeah, so... so... Obviously, a few of them are out on loan anyway. And uh, I suppose I had to announce or decide on their new manager before Emma leaves uh, to sort these contracts out with those players. Um, and our good friend Harry Edwards with the stats on Twitter last night, um, 115 goals for Frank Kirby, eight have been headers. Uh, four of those headers scored since the 27th of January this year <laughs> versus Brighton, Paris FC and two against Sunderland, um, which is nice. Um if you follow Harry uh, at Harry Edwards sixteen on Twitter, um, he's an unofficial Chelsea women's stat man, and uh, we use him uh, on the show. And we always shout him out for his stats, unlike some other people who just nick them. Um, <laughs> and I suppose Jane, the highlight of the match for me was the goal just after half time from uh, one Aggie Beaver Jones, who uh, got another four ninety minutes. Um, is continuing her rapid progression as a footballer. Um, the supporters absolutely love her, always calling for her to be brought on. Um, a great goal and a, you know, another great game from her. I think she is a real fan's favourite at the minute. I'm really hoping come sort of next week, week after, her name will be in the England squad that's released at the end of the month. Because I think she does deserve a place in that England squad and she'll bring a lot to the team. 
but it just shows how much she sort of developed over the last sort of year to where she is now and she does deserve a place in that starting 11 all the time yeah Dave I suppose it's you know Chelsea have been able to to buy you know the best players and we haven't really had you know anyone come through the our academy uh, and and really make it. You have you know, people like Emily Murphy who you know showed glimpses, but then have moved on. Aggie seems to be the first one to really get that chance and and take it with both hands or or both feet, should I say? Um, and it is producing consistently for us, and I think that's why you know there's so much love for her from the fan base. Yeah, plus she's a local girl, and she cost Shorten, I believe. Uh, and she's she's obviously had to have impressed. Impressed on loan, impressed in training for for Emma to have given her a chance, whether it be 10 minutes here, 5 minutes there, 15 minutes here. But what she's done with those 10, 5 or 15 minutes here is she's produced the goods. And as a forward player, you can't produce any more goods than scoring goals. And we all see that that run she went on. So she really pushed her name forward. She might not have got as much exposure this season, but if you're performing when you come on, then that gives the manager headaches. Uh, she's moulded into uh, a traditional woman's Chelsea forward where she can play in number of positions across the front three, whether it be left, right or through the middle, like so many we've we've got at a club and so many we've had over the years. Uh, so, yeah, very impressive. As I said, 20, such a good age. She's uh, the biggest team in, 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 in Britain, biggest teams in the, one of the biggest teams in Europe. And yeah, like Jane said, you know, it would be a great addition to have for the England squad just because how adaptable she is across the, uh, you know, the front three, front four, central, left, right. And what did she do again? She scored two goals. It just goes to show, did she, she just scored two, didn't she? Was it two or one? Just one. Oh, just the one, but she's still then, she got on the score sheet. Uh, and carried on her impressive so, uh, goals to minutes ratio this season must be very impressive. Yeah, I think she's up near the top of that that list uh, for sure. Uh, I just love how positive she is. She always wants to go forward. Yeah, and, yeah. And I hate Fast, this. strong, yeah. can finish. When she want to come back inside all the time, you know, I just want to watch you take players on and she just wants mm. to do that. Um, she has all the attributes to have to have an outstanding career and to just to make the opposition think, because as you as you just pointed out, left, right, cuts in, cuts out, can score, <laughs> header, you know, fast, strong. It's it's a handful. And she, as as I said, she's twenty. So, well, you know, the potential and the ceiling is is very high. Yeah, and I suppose we didn't really touch on on uh, Michael Hermano, who got her full debut for Chelsea. Um, for me, Jane, uh, sort of a, a decent-ish performance, but showed why perhaps she's played a few academy games rather than a few Chelsea games, because I think it's a bit raw still. I know when she come on for against the Bristol game, I was impressed sort of the way she was playing. And what I've heard from mum that was watching the game and my dad that was watching it, they both said, I know the first thing dad said to me when I got in was, she's really good, I've really liked how she's played. Um, so as far as what I've heard, she had a sort of a good performance and it looks like she's sort of fitting in well with the team. But I think she sort of needed, like you said, them academy games just to sort of get her confidence up a little bit more. Yeah, I think she she scored a really good goal against Tottenham, I think. And I think she played when we beat Arsenal uh, in the cup as well. Because I think she's only 20, isn't she, as well? 
Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Young. Um, obviously, to move country, uh, completely different languages, um, is a lot. Then, isn't it? I think that's one thing we don't really take into account. You know, even someone like Ramirez who just joined that leap, coming to a brand new country, new culture, and, and trying to settle is extremely difficult. Uh, which is why I'm allowed to take her time and you know a good first full debut. And I think we'll talk about her in part two as well against Crystal Palace, maybe getting another appearance there. But um, unlucky probably not to score. Yeah, she looked bright. You know, she cut in a few times, uh, finishing obviously let her down. Uh, but you're right, you know, changing country. And it's, it's obviously a hell of a lot different. It's not just, you know, crossing the, the channel or something or anywhere in Europe. It's a whole new culture. It's probably beneficial to her but it's london very multicultural so you can immerse yourself within traditions that obviously you know uh hopefully i can only hope she's come over with sometimes you know families will come with you won't they to, to sort of protect you unless you're you're outstandingly mature uh well, obviously very stereotypically female she's, she's a lot more mature than a, a 20 year old male would be uh but yeah, it, it is. It's not easy, and you know, as we've seen with Emma Hay, she's she's outstandingly good at uh, easing players in, looking after them, and getting onto the club to look after them. This, this, I keep on going back to it, but yeah, there, there's going to be some shoes that might not be filled ever again. Uh, so it's good that Emma's still here while while she's uh, easing herself in. Yeah, I think she lives with her family because uh, I've seen her get dropped off uh, by uh, just a, a white lady. Uh, in the oh, club. so she, uh, so her family. Yeah, you, you, that's I very old. School. She's um, she's nineteen. Yeah. Oh, wow. So and then obviously she signed, she signed from us from Japan, then went on loan in Sweden, and then was recalled because of her shoulder injury. So you think you've gone from Japan to Sweden to England, all at the space sort of 19 years old, which I think is really impressive. Mm. I think that would be my worst nightmare. So she'll have a boarding family. That's very old school with youth players, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you would do. Uh, yeah. mm. But I think she's in good hands uh, when it comes to producing uh, young talent. Um, Lauren Jones and Aggie Beaver-Jones, two examples of that. Um, now, I did do a play of the match poll uh so sort of forgot. Uh, and Chelsea didn't do one either, annoyingly. Uh, sort of just nicked theirs, but they didn't do one. So <laughs> make of that what you will. Um, I probably would have given it to Sherpin Niskan, because uh, I did like her performance at right back. Um, again, these players don't get nothing for that, so uh, I don't think they care. Uh, so I won't even bother asking Dane and Joan for their uh, <laughs> player match. Um, and obviously the draw today, Jane City away in the semi-final. Um just because Emma's leaving, I think they give her one last City away semi-final. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even surprised. I think Kerry texted on our group chat about five o'clock. She's like, draws at 6.30, it'll be City away. And we was like, yep, yeah, of course it is. I'm waiting for the FA Cup draws we get through. It'll be City away again in the semi-finals of that. But I'm confident that we'll, they're not going to stop us. Obviously, we've got them next week as well. But I think our revenge is on against C now. There's no more losing against them. Yeah, I suppose if we win that day, it will be our fifth final in, in five years. 
Um, obviously lost the last two to City and Arsenal, so we do owe revenge to two teams left in this competition. Um, but City away, probably the worst draw. Mm. We had a stinker of a performance, didn't we? Uh, last time we were there, uh, a lot of unfit players it really showed. Man City really, really took took advantage. Uh, but yeah, I'm with Jane. I think I think we've moved on as a team and as a squad so much in that little time. And I'll I'm I'll be a hell of I'm not usually comfortable. There's a, there's an unease about me when we go to Man City and Arsenal. It's games I just really don't enjoy. Quite agitating until it's over. But for some reason, I agree with Jane. I think that this time, I feel a hell of a lot more confident uh, playing both. If we were playing both like in, in successive weeks or in finals or whatever, for some reason, I think this team is just... It's, again, I'm, it's a shame what I've said a million times already in this show. But it, it feel, feels like the team and, and the squad have all moved up a few levels. And I've been... Really impressed with how this squad looks. Uh, key positions, you know, you made a point earlier. A and B teams to an extent. Uh, we've got so much selection, selections for for all positions. So I'm I'm very confident for for City away, and I believe yeah, it will be a it will be a victory to remember. Well, I do hope you're right. Uh, that game played on either the sixth or the seventh of March, um, so it'll be our first. No, it'll be our second game back after the international break. Uh, it will be um, the Thursday because the City men are playing Champions League at home on the Wednesday. Well, that's good then. So cause... they would be they would be very stupid to then schedule it the same night, seeing as they're next door to each other. Yeah, the Wednesday's the wife's birthday, so um, <laughs> not that we do anything, but uh, I'll get to watch it at least. Uh, now we're going to go for a break now uh, and when we come back we're going to talk about that Crystal Palace game before we do that a reminder that issue 9 of King's Manor Chronicle uh, is still available to buy online uh, and it will be in person at that Man City game uh, next Friday uh, not available this Sunday I'm afraid so you head to uh, com to pick up your copy uh, I will reduce the price uh, for the weekend so you do pay the £2 you would pay in person overall uh, rather than the £2 plus the postage. Uh, so look out for that uh, and all the links uh, across Twitter and Facebook uh, and Instagram if I'll do that. Um, yeah, so we'll be right back after this break. Uh, welcome back to part two of Went to Kings Meadow episode 120. Uh, now it's time to look ahead to the FA Cup uh, fifth round clash with Crystal Palace this Sunday uh, at Kings Meadow with a two o'clock kickoff, um, and Jane, I suppose again one of those games of potential for a banana skin. Uh, Palace just behind Sunderland in the Championship, a point behind, uh, high flying. Um, expecting just another professional performance from Chelsea. They know what they got to do, and they're going to go and do it. I think Palace would scare me more than Sunderland. I went to watch them. Before our season started, they played Durham. And I sort of expected a big game out of it. Palace went and won 9 1, I think it was. Um, so I think I'm not scared to play Palace, but I feel like it'll be harder than Sunderland. Yeah, I suppose with it being 
the weekend as well, there's more opportunity for their fans to travel. Uh, and Palace only play in Sutton, so it's just round the corner, really. Yeah, although to be fair, Sunderland brought more supporters than West Ham did. Uh, I noticed on on the on the stream. That's a fair play to those supporters. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if our loan players can play. Uh, depends what the deal is, I suppose. But yeah, Dave, I think Crystal Palace need our respect. So do they play at Sutton's grounds? What on three G? Yeah. Yeah. And this would be gro- well, no, it's not Sutton's not three no, G. They're in the league now, so it's grass. Because that's oh, why sorry. they had to leave Bromley because Bromley oh. was three G. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's well, yeah, we definitely have to show and respect. You wonder how many uh, changes will be made because it's we're playing Man City on the Friday, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, on a Friday, so it's not midweek game. So I doubt that Emma would go with the same sort of team uh, that we played against uh, Sunderland. But you, maybe you can understand why she didn't. Maybe she got to a point in the game where she thought, okay, I'm not going to make no changes. The, the, the changes will be for the next game against Crystal Palace. And then you can filter through those subs, can't you, with with Man City in mind if and when you're in a good position. But yeah, you know, with with a manager like Emma Hayes and the coaching staff, they won't be taking this game lightly. Yeah, having said that, Jane, you know, if you look at the unused subs from that Sunderland game, you know, Hampton, Carter, James, Wright and Lawrence, they had a written Cameron, Charles, Cuthbert, Ramirez. If you could keep them all fresh for Friday and get through the FA Cup without them, I think you would uh, take that option. So do you think there's a chance that she sticks with, if not the same 11, sort of at least 10 of them for the for the Crystal Palace game? Yeah, I'm confident with the team we played Wednesday for Sunday again. I think um, Natalie, the player that we'd got from Everton, I think she wasn't available for the Courtney Cup game due to playing with Everton in the group stages, I think, because I know she wasn't on the bench. So I think maybe throw her into the mix now. But I feel like we can rest our sort of key players till we play Man City next week. Yeah, uh, the FA Cup obviously didn't start till January. I think we'd signed her by then. Yeah, so she would be okay for FA Cup. But I think Conti Cup, that's why she was re- sort of rested and off the team sheet. Yeah, I think if there is a change... I think it might be Ramirez in for official to try and maybe get Ramirez off the mark, get that first goal. I think at the moment it's not that important. She's not scoring because she's playing you know, well, link-up play, uh, joining up the attack pretty well. But the longer strikers go without getting that first goal, the more it becomes sort of you know that noose around their neck, so to speak. And it was, could start to weigh on her a bit. Um, do you think there's a chance, given that official didn't score, that she could be out and Ramirez in to start this one at least? Or they both start. Uh, I think, as I said, I think there'll be a mixture of 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 the team that Emma might have in mind for Man City and uh, the, the team that played against Sunderland. But yeah, I would be going with Ramirez. Uh, you know, I I expect more from Mia. Uh, as I said, I know we we can't talk about other players like being eased embedded in and not consider her as well. She's also very young. A young footballer who has also come from from a different culture, you know, played a, a lot of her football in Mexico. Uh, and there's the talent there. You know, she scored a really good goal a few weeks back. And 
you know, her, as you say, her assist was good. Uh, oh, no, no, she, did she, I, she set up one for Fran, and Fran on the outside of her foot just put it over. But she's impressed me more with her all-round play before uh, once once Sam Kerr got back into the team and, and, and Mia was more on the bench, you just saw the, the, the heavy touches when she came on, not a lot of confidence, almost like kicking the ball against the brick wall. You didn't did not know where it was going to bounce off her. Uh, I agree with Jane with, with Bjorn. I've been impressed with her from a distance. She almost looks like uh, Leah Williamson, I think. And it's not just for the fact that they've got long, fair hair in a ponytail. I think, you know, the mannerisms and, and, and how she plays as, as a defender. So I'd like to see in, her in there at, at centre-back as well. And you're right, with, I, I would I would, I would, would play Ramirez because, you know, with a forward, yeah, they're... Uh, their end game is scoring goals. You know, they might not admit it. Uh, it's more about the team winning and all that. But every striker I ever knew who was half decent, they were as selfish and arrogant as, as anything. And they'd, they'd, they'd be all about scoring goals, which would be their bread and butter. Yeah, I think I'm coming around more to the idea of having sort of a, a mix and match team where the experience is there, uh, the, the first team players, and get them off, make actually make subs in the game. Uh, once it's all sort of done and dusted, uh, and we put Crystal Palace uh, to the sword, um, so to speak. Um, I haven't actually picked a team, uh, so I'm going to try and do it now while I look at Sunderland's team. Um, although Hampton is number one, I think Muzovic still stays in goal. Um, no, I don't play Hampton. With goalies to, to tick them over. Keep, keep, don't leave a goalie out for two games and then play in a big game away to sit on the Friday, at home to sit on Friday. Uh, she's done it before. I think she yeah, 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 she has. Mielder <laughs> um, moving over to right back. Buchanan playing with uh, Bjorn. Perise staying at left back. Um... Nuskin moving into midfield with Ingle. And then I think Ritten Cameron starts on the right. I think she would stick with Frank Kirby in the middle. And then Beaver Jones on the left. And then Ramirez up front. Although I kind of want to put Wrighton in the team. But I think she'll pick Beaver Jones instead. Um, I don't know. Dane Musher thoughts. I would have, yeah, I like for I would have Hannah Hannah Hampton in goal. Uh, yeah, I agree with the defence. I'd have Cuthbert in for Ingle, uh, with the option of them bringing Ingle on if we're in a good position. Uh, I'm happy with the forward. I would have. I think I'd have Lauren in there as well, with the option of bringing her off as well as on the hour. Based on if we're in a good position, who for though? So I would, I'd like to see Beaver Jones play again, and I'd have Lauren and Wrighton. Okay. Wrighton, so, Lauren, and yeah, yeah, and then Ramirez up front. Yes. Uh, Jane, what about you? Um, I think I'll start Hannah and goal, and I don't, I don't know. If- Kadisha, Ashley and Big Fish are actually here this weekend because it's the Gold Cup coming up and I don't know when it starts. 
I thought it was after Man City. Oh, I know it was sometime. Well, they've this... just done the squads. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, maybe start her then. Um, I know it was coming up, but I didn't know when. See, so, yeah, I think the only one I'd change is put Hannah in goal. Yeah, although apparently uh, Ramirez has not been picked by Colombia. Yeah, that's correct. Um, Why do you allow her to adapt over here? I don't know. Big tournament then for them, not to include her. Yeah. Good for us anyway. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suppose we'll forget all those selections anyway by the time we record the review of this Crystal Palace game next Tuesday. Uh, so it matters uh, none what we say. Uh, likewise for predictions, but we're going to do them anyway. Um, Jane, what are you going for on play predictor? Um, I'm going to say 4-0 at the minute, but I'll probably change it. <laughs> I'll probably change it Sunday morning when I actually submit my answers. I always forget. So I try and do it. I, don't, I think I've done it twice. I try it every week so hard put my full effort in to get a good score the last couple of weeks I finished like third or fourth but I'm still bottom yeah I reckon you could join your league now and then try and overtake you by now at the end of the season <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think you probably could my worst score was one point this is like, I didn't even know I could get that low I one one point. predictions, that's for sure. <laughs> Minus points. Uh, so Jane said 4-0. Dane? I did have 4-0 in my head as you were saying it, but it seems like I always the score I always think in my head, because you never actually come to me first, that's your little that's your little thing, your little joke, and it always feels like the, 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 the guest, in this case, Jane, always nicks it. Not that she knew that I was thinking 4-0. <laughs> so I'm going to go as a double with Sunderland and say 5-0. To be fair to me, I normally come to you last, but since it's the first show back... You I come to me second. I was being friendly. Um, next time you will be last. <laughs> do like to pick your score. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go 6-1. I think Crystal Palace might score one goal. Uh Especially because I don't think Hampton's going to start. Um, and they are a pretty good team. Uh, let us know your predictions uh, on Twitter or Instagram or post. Uh, how we want to do it, uh, let us know. And we will forget them, as always, because we don't do nothing with our predictions. Uh, we just <laughs> like to guess and wind Dane up, I suppose. Uh, sadly, uh, that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, a big thank you to to Jane and Dave for joining us back again. Uh, and again, a big shout out to to Ethan uh, on his full recovery. Um, I think the car's in a worse shape than he was. Um, <laughs> I think they had to write that one off. Uh, but he's doing well, which is great. And I hope to see him soon uh, at a match. Because uh, one day he's going to start the chant uh, for the South Stand to give us a song. And that's his favourite. Um, but yeah, uh, Jane, good to see you. Yeah, it was good to be back. Don't know when I'll be back next, but yeah, it was good to be back. Yeah, Jane works late as well, so the timing's no good for her at Iowa. Uh, so, so a double double whammy for her. But uh, always, uh, when you're available, you'll always be on the show, Jane. Don't worry about that. Uh, Dave, good to see you, mate. 
Yeah, it, it, it got to a stage where it was just too easy just to go, oh, you know, you got just used to not doing it anymore. So it was nice to come back and I think it flowed flowed quite nicely. Uh and I suppose it'd be nice to get back into it, you know. So I've made my myself available for the next two shows. And yeah, because we, we, you know, it was, you know, it was always more difficult for Jane, wasn't it? Uh, but yeah, it'd be nice to get back into it. Uh, really enjoyed it. Nice seeing you two. Although I obviously I see one of you a lot more than the other. And uh, yeah, it's nice. And it'd be nice to obviously experience this sort of new wave of went to Makings Meadow with the new team. Yeah, absolutely. It's likely never been away to be fair. It felt like it. Just felt normal, uh, which is great. I don't think I blabbled as much as I usually do, which which must have been must be a good thing. Yeah, I suppose it's those doctors, you know, straight to the point. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 I've learned something from them. Yeah, learned something at least. Um, as Dave said, we will be back uh, on Tuesday to review this Palace game. Uh, we'll be joined by somebody, hopefully, uh, who's available when I look through at the messages. Um, and then after that, obviously, the following Tuesday for City uh, as well. Uh, this coming Friday. Um, again, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Mokings Meadow, Instagram at Went to Mokings Meadow. Uh, I'm at Dean Mears, uh, Jane is at Jane Chapel X, and Dane is at DWIT9. Uh, the link for all of those will be in the description box. And if you love what we do and you want to help support the show, continue to make content, uh, then why not consider becoming a Patreon member? You get uh, early ad free access to all the shows. Uh, you get a nice little sticker after three months, and you. Uh, Basically, help us run the show and cover the costs of Mixler, uh, the editing software, uh, Zoom, and all that jazz. It's expensive. Uh, and, of course, future ballers as well, which we do in the summer, uh, giving those young girls their football boots for the season, uh, which we all love uh, at the time. So, uh, yeah, please do that. The link for that is patreon.com forward slash Wentz Kings Meadow. Um, thank you for listening. And from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high.